You know, it's been fascinating as I'm doing more and more with this new podcast that I've launched. And if, if you haven't checked it out, I'd really appreciate it. It's called Real Food, Real People, and it's available pretty much anywhere you get podcasts, as well as at realfoodrealpeople.org. But I keep, you know, I'm talking with farmers all over Washington State as a part of this and finding out what their triumphs are and what their struggles are. And so often it comes back to this connection point of how do I, you know, I can grow stuff, but how do I get it to the people who want to buy it? And a really cool event going on here in, welcome back, by the way, I guess I should say who I am. I'm Dylan Honkoop with Save Family Farming. And now, of course, the Real Food, Real People podcast as well. This is the Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790, as well as available anytime on SoundCloud. So you can check that out there. We call it the Save Family Farming Show for, for SoundCloud purposes, I guess. Cool event coming up locally on Tuesday that can help make some of these connections that can be sometimes so challenging for people. Joining me right now with Sustainable Connections is Sarah Sutherland. She's their Food and Farming Program Coordinator. And and Sarah, talk about Tuesday's event, the Farm to Table Trade Meeting. Yes. Yeah, we're really excited. It's the biggest food and farming business conference in Northwest Washington. And it's a day for farmers, fishermen, chefs, grocery buyers, distributors, processors, pretty much food businesses of all kinds to come together to connect and learn and build stronger relationships. So how do you do that? What, what does this actually look like? You know, for, especially for somebody who's never been to an event like this, what can they expect? What's the agenda? Sure. Well, it's similar to a typical conference where there are some speakers and workshops, um, great things lined up like that for educational purposes and business inspiration. But uh, for one big section of the morning and the afternoon is dedicated to facilitated networking. And kind of the most popular part of the day is this one-on-one buyer-producer consultation round we do in the afternoon. So it's kind of like speed dating for farmers and food <laughs> businesses, and we help to make the connections. And it's it's really fun. You know, buyers get a chance. You know, buyers, I'm talking about chefs and, and grocery buyers and um, folks that might be at institutions like hospitals, things like that. They have a chance to introduce themselves and say what they might be looking for locally because everyone's buying food. And so how do we get more of that food that we're buying at these local grocers and restaurants and institutions to be sourced from right here from farmers and fishermen and food artisans in our region? So it's kind of a speed networking round. Super valuable. We know that from last year's event, over a million dollars in new sales was generated just from relationships made at the event. No so way. It's super successful. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. We have about 200 businesses that show up for the day, and it's a great success. And that's a million dollars that goes from, and I'm not trying to be weird about this, but really goes from the pocket of the consumer to the local farming community and economy, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, that that's people are spending money on food regardless. Why don't we keep that money and that food here? Exactly. Yeah. And so a big part of this event is really helping to build a food economy and a food system here in Northwest Washington that's based on those relationships because that's the foundation and that's where it all starts. And getting to know someone across the table and, and why they do it, what they do, why they care, you know, where we share passions across a table with a shared meal, 
um, you know, each of these, each of us has our parts in getting food on the plate as farmers and as chefs and different parts of the food system. Uh, so we're all just a different part of the same same system and how can we work together to bring high quality food to our community. Sarah Sutherland, our guest right now on The Farming Show. She's with Sustainable Connections and talking about their event coming up this, this coming Tuesday, just next week, the Farm to Table Trade Meeting. Um, you know, some people may say, oh, you know, maybe this is just for the small time farms or, and, and maybe there are smaller farms that are better set up to do this direct kind of stuff. But if you're talking about a million dollars worth of sales generated just from relationships that happened at this event last year, that's getting to be not small potatoes anymore. Yeah, exactly. We have a lot of larger, you know, food businesses that are coming up from Seattle. You know, we have Charlie's Produce and PCC Natural Markets. We have a a bunch of folks from uh, Facebook that buys food, Google and large institutions down in Seattle, you know, as well as Hagen, the community food co-op, and a lot of restaurants around the region. So it's, it's a big mix of different sizes and scales of businesses that we're connecting. And so it's pretty awesome to see everybody in the same room. So what would you say to farmers thinking about possibly attending, and especially a farm maybe that hasn't even done this direct kind of stuff before? Maybe they just kind of do the, you know, the commodity world where somebody else takes care of all the marketing and, you know, it goes elsewhere. Maybe I know more and more farmers are saying, how are we going to do things differently? You know, we can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Maybe we (laughs) should explore this world. What, what, would this be like for them? Is that beneficial to them, even if they don't necessarily have a product to offer right away? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, between the, the facilitated networking and, you know, getting to meet some buyers and just be curious about what that could be like to sell to regional markets, I think is great. But also just a lot of the content throughout the day. We have the Hartman Group, which is a consumer research firm out of Seattle that's really talking about what the food trends are and what consumers around uh, the nation are saying about how they're spending uh, their dollars with food and, and where some of those shifts are. So it can just be really valuable for a business looking you know, for where they'll be, their business will be in five or 10 years and kind of weighing that with what's happening in the marketplace. Are you hearing um, in your role as food and farming coordinator there with Sustainable Connections, are you hearing from bigger farms around the community thinking about doing more of this kind of stuff? There's definitely been some, there's been some talk. And yeah. I think, you know, it goes back to that relationships piece. I think when we know the person face-to-face that we're selling our food to and have that deeper relationship, I think that a lot can possible and a lot can happen. And I think there's a lot of opportunity in the Puget Sound region for more sales of local food. You know, in Whatcom County, currently about 4% of the food that we are consuming is also grown and produced here. Mm-hmm. And there's so there's a huge opportunity to increase that. And how cool would that be to have more of that market opportunity for farmers, large and small, right here in our community? Sometimes, and, and correct me if I'm wrong in my way of thinking about this, but sometimes when I think about local food, I think, what if we were in some sort of, I guess you could describe some apocalyptic situation where nothing could come in and out of Whatcom County and we basically had to fend for ourselves? What would our plates look like? And, and, and I realize, you know, they would be pretty good. Obviously there'd be stuff that we couldn't have. And those are things that, you know, people can still consider importing, but good grief. We could have a lot of the stuff that we probably eat right now. That's right. Yeah. I think we just need more of it, right. You know, enough to feed everyone here. 
but it's such a bounty. I mean, from the dairy to the berries to all of the, you know, the potatoes, vegetables, cheese. Um, gosh, there's so many awesome value-added products, you know, sauerkrauts and sauces and beverages that are all being made here from local products, the grains that are happening down in Skagit. And so it's really exciting to see it grow. And, it, you know, it's slow but steady growth. And I think there's still a ton more opportunity. A couple of those last things that you mentioned. And by the way, this is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI, talking with Sarah Sutherland with Sustainable Connections. A couple of those things you mentioned, like sauerkraut or beverages or different things, that would be in the category of what people call value-added products. And that's kind of a big thing of, of taking that raw product, whether it's the veggie that you grow, the milk that you produce, the fruit, whatever, and then turning it into something, quote unquote, value added. Is that one of the big challenges right now for people to find that thing and and, and the infrastructure to be able to produce it? Definitely. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, when we think about how we as consumers shop, a lot of us are looking for products that are pre-made or, you know, even vegetables that are pre-chopped or, you know, steamed and ready to, to throw in the pot to cook. And our local and regional farm and food infrastructure isn't quite set up to do those kind of products at scale. And so there's there's kind of a disconnect sometimes between what we're growing here and which is mostly like the fresh market produce or fresh um, products, you know, for the local markets at least, and, um, and then the infrastructure, yeah, like the processing equipment and facilities to make that viable. So there are some solutions that have been bubbling up. I know what they're working on is Gadget around grains and um, hops is really exciting. Lots of partnerships, a new grain mill, a uh, malting facility right there at the port of Skagit. Just a really cool example of what's possible from like using grains grown in Skagit and figuring out how to use those for breads and pastries and, and how they can actually work in our region and support farmers. And I know that there's some um, berry farmers here looking at more value-added products with the raspberries and um, Grace Harbor Farms, you know, partnering up to make the uh, what was it called? Whatcom Red Whatcom product? Red, yeah, working with yeah. Mayberry Packing, yeah. Super cool. So I think that, you know, the more that we can keep that conversation going and, and just kind of what's possible and how can we keep more of the value of our farmland and our farm uh, products here, I think the more the more ownership that we'll have over, how you know, how much dollars are staying in our community and, and the viability of farmers. So I'm excited to see how that grows. Well, and you mentioned like that Whatcom Ren. We heard the story of that from David Lukens here on the program. I think it was last year, but really that came out of a conversation of a relationship. You know, David and John Mayberry go to church together. Um, so they got talking and they said, Hey, I have this, I have this, we can do this together. And it happened. That's what this farm to table meeting is about is is having that and and kind of intentionally creating an environment where those conversations can happen so we see more of that that's right yeah it's, it's a really exciting just to get people in the same room you know so many of us you know in the farming community or in our own food businesses sometimes it can feel kind of like a silo where we're you know just doing the daily grind and doing our own things but to get everyone in the same room it's really an opportunity to connect 
uh, with new faces, shake hands, share embraces, and, and form relationships that may benefit their businesses, but also our community for many years to come. We're talking about the Farm to Table trade meeting with Sarah Sutherland right now here on uh, the Farming Show on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop, and um, Sarah is with uh, Sustainable Connections. She's their food and farming program guru. Um, Sarah, what, what do people need to know about taking part in an event like this? Um, this is basically at this point, a, a farmer of one size or another that would be a potential person to register and, and join. Is there still time to do that? Yes, definitely. So the event it's coming up Tuesday, so you can register, um, through mo- midday Monday, just go to sustainableconnections.org and you can find the event and, and do your registration there. And it's, it's open to any regional farmer, fisherman, chef, grocer, distributor, food artisan, or food business of any kind. We'd love to have you and also welcome any kind of food-based organization that works with those businesses to join us as well. And this is an all-day thing? It is, yeah. It goes from 8.30 to 5. It's at Bellingham Technical College, and it's just a great day. The They have the culinary arts program there, and so for lunch, we partner with seven chefs in our community and they work with the culinary students for the day and create seven special dishes. So it's kind of a pretty gourmet situation happening for lunch. So a lot of people say the lunch alone is worth it. But of course the great, you know, the great sessions <laughs> and, and networking that happens as well. And, and you can see the agenda all, all, online if you're curious about what, what happens throughout the day. Now I don't recall if you've mentioned, what does it cost to register and, and be a part of this? Oh gosh, you're going to ask me the logistics. It changes all the time, but I think it's about $60 okay. for registration for the day. Yeah, so it's pretty doable. Yeah, that's nothing crazy. And again, sustainableconnections.org is basically what people need to remember to go and sign up. That's right. Yeah. All right. Sarah Sutherland again with Sustainable Connections. Have we, you know, talking about this local food world, this is what you live and breathe with your job and with the rest of your life. And I know some of the things that you're doing in, in your personal sphere with you know wellness coaching and things like that what does the future look like what's the what's the 30,000 foot level on on what's happening with us right now I think it's slow and steady so you know in my 10 years of work of food system work here in Whatcom County we've gone from two percent of local consumption of food that we're eating being also grown and produced here to about four percent today so it's doubled and it's a small it's a small growth right but it, it's still it's still making an impact and so well hundred percent growth isn't small growth though yeah even exactly. though even though the piece of the pie may be smaller than we it's, might want it to you are right thank you Dylan as a recovering perfectionist I'm like, <laughs> let's go let's go so you know I think that I think the more that we can consider where our food dollars are going, you know, we each have an opportunity every time we go to the grocery store, every time where, you know, where we decide where to shop or go to a farmer's market or, or do a local farm box from a, a local farm, where we're putting those dollars and the impacts that it has on our community or um, that it's not having in our community. So, um, you know, I know things are tight for a lot of us and, um, and just starting small. You know, I started years ago with just buying local produce and then kind of added on. So figuring out what makes sense and making a commitment to supporting our friends and neighbors here in our community. 
I'm totally jumping all over the place with this conversation, but I, my wheels always get spinning on this on this topic, and I, I'm thinking <laughs> back back to my podcast. I was talking with Sandy Bammer um, over in Wenatchee. She owns a little fresh um, local food store there. And a big issue was time of year as well. So I guess I'm jumping back in our conversation to what we were talking with value-added products and different barriers to keeping people eating local food or making that happen. You know, in the middle of July, you can get just about anything. But in the middle of December, not so much. That's another big challenge to try to overcome as well, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And we're seeing, you know, we're seeing more farmers growing in the off seasons. There's actually a Skagit farmer that's doing a, a winter CSA or local food box. And so it's, it's from November through April. And so it is possible to grow produce in the winter if you have the right infrastructure in place. It helps if we don't have a three-week freeze. <laughs> um, yeah. But also things like meats, dairy, um, nuts, seafood. You know, I was just at the Bellingham Farmer's Market last week. They do a once-a-month market in January, February, and March. And I was surprised how much local product there was, with, even with how cold it's been. There was, you know, kale and um, and leeks and potatoes and eggs and all the meat you, and dairy that you could want. Yeah. And so there's there's a lot of things. We have a tool called the Local 10, and it's on our website at eatlocalfirst.org. And it, it shows 10 different products that are available mostly year-round. And, you know, that includes frozen berries that you can get, you know, at the co-op and Barbie's berries and things like that throughout the year. But it's it's, it definitely goes down in the winter here, and I think there's an opportunity to grow some of our food storage opportunities for cold yeah. storage and things like that. And, but, and, and um, more value-added products, like earlier you yep, mentioned sauerkraut. Exactly. Well, you can only yeah. get cabbage certain times of the year, but you can can it and you know ferment it and make sauerkraut, and it's available exactly. all year. Yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I think it's a yes and. It's like, yes, there's already a lot available, and I think um, – I think we just have to look for it. You know, I think it's it's going direct to the farm or farmers markets, and and um, one good resource that we have to check out what products are in season and who has them is the new food atlas online. So it's at eatlocalfirst.org/atlas, and it's essentially a huge uh, interactive database of local farms, food businesses, restaurants, and you can search via um, category, and you can also search. Uh, based on your location from 25 mile radius to 150 mile radius. And it's a super useful tool just to kind of see if you're looking for something specific, how to find it and how to get in touch with those folks. Again, Sarah Sutherland with uh, with Sustainable Connections about the uh, Farm to Table trade meeting. It's happening Tuesday. That's February 25th. It's all day and you can still sign up if you would like until you said Monday. Yeah, that's right. SustainableConnections.org. Thanks so much for filling us in and, and thanks for your hard work year round on these issues. It's important to a lot of folks. Thanks for having me. Right back at you, Dylan.